The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It reminds me that... And as I was talking about the religious groups and how they're concerned about feeding the hungry and the gospel of Matthew and the rest, 41 million people in our country are food insecure. We believe that some of us who are attracted to the political arena, to government and public service, that uh, we're all God's children. There's a spark of divinity in every person on earth and that we all have to recognize that as we respect the dignity and worth of every person and as we recognize our responsibilities with that spark of divinity within us. And so when the President of the United States says about undocumented immigrants, these aren't people, these are animals, you have to wonder, does he not believe in the spark of divinity, the dignity and worth of every person? These are not people, these are animals. The President of the United States. It's time to talk money. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free, 1-800-616-WBEN. And cell calls are free at star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Frank running the board, looking like a DJ back there. Uh, a little bit of an opening from Nancy Pelosi. We'll talk about her later. <laughs> she is a special, special treat, boy. She is a. Uh, she really is. She's she, a gift that keeps on giving. She really is the gift that keeps on giving. If you're a conservative or a Republican, uh, you're happy that she's there because uh, we'll talk more about her later. But uh, really, her referring to some the president's comments about MS13 members. But of course, she pulled it out of context and, and made it sound like he's talking about everybody. Yeah, nobody's illegal. that dumb. Yeah, nobody's everybody in the well, realizes what he was talking. <laughs> she about. She is. I, I actually. She knows. She does she believe knows. what she says. She's, she's got to know that he, what he exa- everybody. Yeah. It was very clear what he yeah. was talking about. We'll play some of those clips later again. Yeah, well. we'll talk more as well about as that. Sarah Sanders' response, which, <laughs> which is we. Lo- how, how do you not love Sarah? I love her. <laughs> I, love her. I love her. I love her. I lo- just. I love terrific. her. I look at her. I just smile. I love her. I know. She's, I lo- she's not smiling. She's all all business. But <laughs> she is so. I love it because she never. Uh, she just, doesn't get upset. Nope. She doesn't raise her voice. Nope. Doesn't, doesn't shake. Like, voice doesn't or, like, change. Shake her head yep. or anything else. Nope. Just very matter of factly yep. just calls them out as being complete morons because they are. They really are. It makes them look like morons. I love doesn't her. have to say it. just makes them look like Love to see her there for the next 
20 years. <laughs> really, I just yeah, think I that know. is the absolute best position for her. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, we are the financial guys. This is the place where money meets politics. And uh, one to three, I think. Well, what, how, how many years have we been one to three? It's got to be 10, 11 years, 12 years, something like that. Uh, I don't even remember. A long time. I think we started off from, what, 2 to 2.30 maybe? I don't, I don't remember. But, we were uh, 2 to 3, and then we were 2 to 3.30. And then we were two to four. Yeah. And then we slid up and did one to four. Yeah. One to three. No, no, one to three. One to yeah. three. Got three. <laughs> three. I love doing. Nice. Ra- I love. It. I love doing radio. I, 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 but it's been twenty years, and some some Saturdays like today, I'm like four is tough. Four oh, would be again? tough. Again, I could be <laughs> Noon, noon to three would be cool, but uh, but uh, yeah. one to one to four would be tough. You know, it's Saturday and you work all week, and you do want to no, get no. out and roll with the family. Um, unfortunately, we got to talk about another shooting in Texas, and and you know, to me. Um, you know, I said this uh, the the last two or three shootings. There's a common theme there. He's a loner. He was bullied, yeah. and that's the first thing we heard yesterday. Was he was a loner? He was bullied. But you yeah, brought up ever. something, which is you know, if you have a half a brain in your head, you go, duh. He walks in with a trench coat and it's 85 degrees out or whatever it is in Texas. I mean, well, I guess he wore trench coats pretty regularly. But well, here's the thing. So let's think about all the things that we've proposed thus far on both sides of the aisle, both left and the right. So. On the left, we've proposed uh, limiting uh, firearms to the age of 21. Right? And mm-hmm. in Florida, they actually did do that. They passed a law in Florida to where you can't buy certain uh, guns, if not all guns, I'm not quite sure, but at mm-hmm. least assault weapons, and I think all guns, until you're 21. Would that have changed or stopped this shooter? The answer is no. No. If we limit high-capacity magazines, would that have made a difference in this case? The answer is no. no. If we had expanded background checks, longer waiting periods, or any of the things that the left has proposed, would any of those things changed or stop this no. from happening? But, and the answer is no. But the, once again, the left feels good, though. They feel right. good about what they're trying to do. Yeah. But I hope, I hope that after another tragedy like this, we talk about some of the things that maybe could have made a difference. Yes. Or, 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 yeah, that's right. Limit the damage, maybe, you know. Um. Well, number one, let's, I mean, it's, 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 it's easy. It's, it's basically free. And to be honest with you, most parents I know absolutely love it. And that is dress codes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have a dress code, it's not normal for somebody that lives in Texas. Now, mind you, Texas has gotten has, has been a heat wave this week. I talked to a friend of ours uh, yesterday, actually, in San Antonio, where it was 99 degrees, okay? <sighs> it was 90 degrees this week. And so if you're wearing – it's not as if we – it's not Buffalo here, right, okay? Right, Like, okay, you're going to wear yeah. coats to school. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to do that in Texas. That's you right. You can have a policy that says you wear khaki pants mm-hmm. and a polo shirt. Right. And that's it. Long well, and by the way, that eliminates a, a lot of – eliminates a lot of other problems. Like, you know, boy, I, I've – you know, I've got the hundred dollar Nike whatever That's shirt, right. and you've got the twenty dollar. You know, That's right. buy one get one. Right? It eliminates Absolutely. all that garbage. Right? Kids like it. Parents yeah. like it. Two colors. It, here you go. Right. That right. solves a problem here yeah. because it, now this kid doesn't show up with a trench coat on number one. It's number it's not two, a fashion show. It's it's a place to learn. Right. That's right, exactly. Yeah. It's not about you know who's got the best sneakers I, or whatever. Can, let me just add something exactly that right. I, I the one of the responses uh, Jay Blanchard and I were out um, giving a, a a speech somewhere. And he was talking about homeschooling his kids, and he said, you know what the number one question I always get 
And uh, of course, somebody said, "Well, yeah. Well, how will the kids be socially? Right? You know, that's." And he said, "It was the best answer I ever heard." He said, "You know, what's funny is I didn't think we went to school to socialize. I thought we went there to learn." That's right. <laughs> and the whole room and was like, what, "Whoa, if you were, yeah." If you ever met Jay Blanchard's kids? You would say they're great wow. kids. Yeah. Wow. And, and by mean, the way, really? they're very, very, very social, and they've done extremely it's, well. And they're yeah, very you know, successful. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it was like that was like the whole room just went wow, almost yeah. like. Duh, yeah, that's right. We're here to learn, not to dress up in fancy clothes and and to socialize and you know, it's it's we're here to be educated, right? Supposedly. That's right. So so school uniforms, number one, helps to eliminate this. Number two is we have to control the entrance and exit. Now look, Mm -hmm. if you can get a thousands and thousands and thousands of people into Disney World where they're checking through backpacks very quickly, running you randomly through metal detectors and, and, and going through security then we should have no problem creating a secure environment with our schools, right? Yep. You can't get in the Erie County Hall I without going through metal detectors. I'm it. not saying we run all kids through metal detectors, but if there's random searches, if it happens, if it's a possibility, yeah. if the entrances are – if somebody walks in wearing a trench coat, you, maybe he's got – hey, yeah. I'm sorry, maybe the kid's got to be frisked. Yeah. That's number two. Number three is, once again, and you nailed it, Mike, every time, the, it's, it's the same story. The kid was bullied. Yep. He was an outcast. He sat by himself, and yep. so on. Now, again, and I don't mean to put the. There's no. There's, you can't want to put blame on anybody, but did you mean to tell me that nobody in that school, again, the teachers, the parents, or anybody, realized that hey, maybe we should reach out to this kid, or yeah. or maybe we should well, keep an eye on him close. Well, and when I, you and, know, second guessing is always easy. I get it, but I'm just saying when you look at what the things that the left have proposed, gun bans. High capacity magazines, semi-automatic rifles, uh, increasing—none of those things would have made a difference. The last thing I wanted to mention—I mean to cut you off, Mike—but no, the last okay. thing that's super important is, as a parent, if you have kids in your household, you must be a good gun owner. It makes all of us—and this is a tragedy—but you know we cannot continue to have. Oh, he took it from his parents. Like I have many guns, I have many pistols, and I have many rifles. So they're all locked in safes. None of them are left out. None of them are in the nightstand. None of them are accessible to where the kids can get it. And none of the kids know the passwords to, or, the, or the combination to the safes. And so there's not a possibility of that happening. So I'm not saying you couldn't go out and get a bomb, right? You couldn't go out That's and build right. a, a pipe. He did in this case with whatever. Evil people are going to be intent on doing evil things no matter what, and they will get weapons, whatever they are, bombs, knives, or otherwise, if, the, if that's what their intent is, right? But at least let's make it difficult by not keeping them in the simple closet, but by putting them in a locked, uh, secure place. If you can't afford a safe, you can afford trigger locks. Most gun shops will actually give them away to you in a lot of cases. Yeah, don't own a gun if you're not going to be bright enough to, to lock it up and do the right thing with it. Let me add to that, Glenn, though, as a parent, and you're not going to stop all this, and there's going to be things that get through, but how about monitoring your child's Facebook page? How about monitoring you know, their Instagram? Pick up the phone once in a while and figure out what, what your child's doing and you know, report other children. Hey, you know what? My kid got a message from this, and I'm not really a big fan of it. It looks like something's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is what else the administrators can do, which they are not doing, is these anti-bullying programs that need to start. They need yeah. to start at five years old, not at 15, yeah, not at 16. Don't, and posters don't cut it. Yeah, posters don't cut it. I, you know what? I, I'm not going to say the school, but I had a conversation with – with a certain school district, and they say, oh, oh yeah, we're doing all kinds of anti-bullying programs. I'm like, what? Because uh, yeah. I haven't seen one of them. And, well, we talk about it. Who Like who? Like the lunchroom with the other teachers? I mean, right. no. You know what? You need to grab these kids at five years old, six years old, 
And the mentality needs to start to be, hey, it is not cool if little Billy's sitting there by himself. It, it, you know what's cool? To grab little Billy and say, look, it, come on over here, buddy. Sit down with me. And that stuff, if you address it at five or six, I'm not saying you're going to accomplish everything. You're not going to solve all the world's problems. But it'll go a long way to stopping a lot of this garbage. And we're doing none of it. You know what the school districts yeah. are more worried about? Oh, do we have the nicest track? Do we have the best That's turf right. football field? Yeah. Who cares? The they're, not, they're not going to the NFL. Right. <laughs> There's Gosh, a better God. chance they win the lottery than playing in the right. NBA. So who cares about upgrading the basketball court? Not saying you don't do that stuff. I'm not saying you don't have good facilities. But I'll tell you, number one would be child safety and protecting our kids and then putting armed guards in the school so that you know what it is not it is not a uh, quote safe zone and you know it's it's not a, a yeah. I'll tell you the, the Orlando attacker he did not specifically did not choose uh, Disneyland because he thought there was too many people there he with guns. He wouldn't have got in. He wouldn't yeah, have got he, in. There was enough security. Exactly. Yep. There was a, so he, he what did he pick? Security he picked a gay nightclub because he knew there was going to be nobody there to fire back at him. Yep. That's right. Yeah, yep. he picked the soft targets. That's Each right. And every single time, we ha- we must harden these targets. Yep. You can't get on an airplane with a bottle of water. Right. right? <laughs> That's right. Not Seriously. a bottle of water. Not, not, not even hairspray. Now, <laughs> now they want to compensate your snacks, too. They want to take your snacks away, right? They yeah. wanna, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't get in the Erie County Hall. You can't get in a courthouse. Right. You can't get in any of these places. But you can stroll into a school with a trench coat and a shotgun. Right. And pretty and, much unobstructed. And nobody, nobody and asked the word. Be, and Buzz you right in. And there has It can't yep. be one security guy at the front desk because right. once you kill him, you're walking and, right over And don't body. tell me we don't have the money. We've got the money for everything well, speaking else. speaking of money, I'm glad you bring that up, Mike. Did, did you, I did not even know this, but did you know that in, uh, I just found this out uh, today. In New York State, we have designated up to $2 billion for safety improvements to the school, mm. uh, to schools. And it's just sitting there. Yeah. It's just sitting there. Somebody, yeah. one of the one of the representatives, uh, I'll find it. In a well, second. you've got to donate to the uh, Cuomo campaign. Maybe we'll have time to talk about that later. But uh, unreal. One of the Simonelli guys, front page of the Buffalo News, <clears throat> pled guilty today. Not Simonelli, but Simonelli Construction. The uh, what is the uh, what's his? I can't think of his name now. Kevin Schuler. Uh, Schuler. Schuler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, pay to play in the state of New York. So my guess Clearly. is is if you own a company that is involved with uh, school safety, if you donate to Andrew's campaign, you'll probably get a big chunk of that, quote, stimulus. Um, before we take a break, I just want to sneak in Mike Hayflick here. Mike Hayflick, our certified Social Security claiming strategist, and he's been patiently waiting. Frank and Williamsville, by the way, you're up on deck first. Mike, how are you? Sorry to keep you on hold, buddy. Hey, no problem. Hi, guys. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, so, um, you know, we're all kind of the talk show uh you know news radio kind of junkies i know throughout the week weekends whether it's three in the morning or you know i know you do that mike three mm. in the morning um <laughs> we all live i just send emails to everybody at three in the morning I, <laughs> believe me glenn and i know <laughs> but but it is it's, it's what we do we we love to devour information and one of the things as you guys know being you know, sort of the social security claiming strategist in our firm, um, I always listen for things that might relate to social security. I read all all throughout the week, and it's almost like a test. I, I kind of test out what other people are writing or saying, and it sharpens my, uh, you know, my views of social security claiming, and it might even test me a little. Well, I was listening this morning, and uh, I, I guess I won't say the name of the show, but... You can. It was the show before us, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I heard that little piece about Social Security, and I think they were wrong. Well, they were, and it was funny because I'm listening, and I'm thinking, you know, I just like to test people and listen. And one of the, the questions, I'll paraphrase, I was driving, so I couldn't write it down, but it was basically, 
will dividends or interest income affect my Social Security? And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, how would I answer this? And then the answer came flatly, no. And then they moved on. I said, that's just not right. <laughs> if, if you're thinking, will my gross Social Security income change, that's certainly not, not going to change. But your net, and, and our friend Esther, she always says, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Well, most people are going to say, heck, if I get dividends, interest income, uh, part-time income, distributions from IRAs, pensions, those are all things that are adjusted gross income. Those things absolutely do affect how much of your Social Security income is taxable. So it's that's, what a, you, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, it's I mean, a it could, huge it deal. Could be, it could be 15% of it could be taxable, yep. up to 50% of it could be taxable at whatever your marginal tax rate is. I, right? And I, let me, I know that show before us is a national show, so but I'll tell you, it really is, is the difference between working with a firm that has certified folks in, in a number of different areas as opposed to somebody who says, well, I'm a money manager, but, oh, by the way, I'm a Social Security expert. You know, I know a lot about Social Security. Glenn, you know a lot about Social Security just because we have the opportunity uh, to hang out with Mike not, a lot. Not but near as much as Mike. Not near as much as Mike, <laughs> right? And, and that's the truth. And the same would be true with divorce or college plan. College plan, I, I know enough about college plan to be dangerous. You know, I know, it's, I know how to spell college, but, you know, Jeff Boron really is the guy in our office who's going to say, oh, no, that that's, you know, not what you want to do. That's, that's how you want to fill out this form. Here's how you want to apply to the here's what you want to repeal to the college so really truly the difference between working with a local firm with a number of different certified experts sure well and i just want to say just to, is a, a little bit of a recap kind of a summary of how this works and i i speak to and actually literally across a desk meet with hundreds and hundreds of people every year so i there aren't many scenarios i haven't heard or, or hashed over the, the, the possibility is that you might not pay any tax, any federal tax on Social Security income. The other possibility is that a, about 15 percent or exactly 15 percent of your Social Security income will be tax-free, meaning 85 percent of it could be taxable. But it all depends on what's called a provisional income formula, which takes half of someone's Social Security income and the rest of their modified adjusted growth income of which some of that might be interest income and other sources of income. So it's so essential you talk to someone who understands that, that part of it. it. It is not as easy as saying, oh, no, you know, because your check won't change if you make other income. But your net will change. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell, tell the IRS a, it's not going to change, right? Yeah, and as a tax preferable, <laughs> you know, uh, income stream, you want to make the most of that for sure. Yeah. Right? Apparently, are we blowing this break off, or uh, yeah, we might as well. Yeah, we might as well. All right, Mike. Uh, final thoughts, Mike. Appreciate you calling in. You know what? No, I I just would say, my goodness, if you're out there wondering how will your Social Security income, and uh, in how will the claiming strategies or decisions you make affect you. Come and see me. Talk to me on the phone, through email. I'll call in, talk to McKenna, get on my schedule, because there's nothing better than helping people get more money into their households. You're just talking about New York State not spending $2 billion. That's right. More of the money into your households in retirement years, and that's definitely a win for everyone. Last thing, guys, I just wanted to say thank you, I guess, publicly to the Financial Planning Counselors Association of Western New York, Chris Kaczynski, the president. They invited me to a great little breakfast, uh, did a breakout session on Social Security, and I uh, just want to thank them publicly. It was a great outing. And uh, if any of those folks are listening, you want my assistance, 633-1515. Happy to reach out to you guys and any of your clients or 
or you individually. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Thanks, Mike. All right, buddy. We'll see you. I know you'll be hosting in the next few uh, weeks here. Please. <laughs> yeah. Give us a day off. Summer's coming. It. We need a little time off. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you. Thanks. All right, guys. All right. All right uh, take care. I guess we blew I, off that break. and Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, let's blow off that break. I it, found this piece real quick. It was a bond raise. So they did a Smart Schools Bond Act uh, where they raised, uh, let's see, they raised almost $2 billion uh, in total from the bond offering. Uh, which was designated for school security upgrades, still sitting in Albany. This, according to Assemblyman Doug uh, Doug Smith, uh, who I think represents, uh, not sure where it represents, but nevertheless, um, you know, again, it's the, when they say, well, there's no money to do it, mm-hmm. or we got to raise your taxes, or, well, or, or whatever, they, they have the money. They did yeah. the bond offering. Let me show you how you get it, Glenn. It, so. You sent me this article earlier in the day. Uh, Crystal Run Healthcare, $25.4 oh, yeah. million dollars uh, from us, the taxpayers in the wonderful state of New York, and uh, now there's a U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan that's investigating Crystal Run Healthcare because right. they just happened to give a bunch of campaign contributions to Andrew Cuomo. It's too bad we didn't now, have something like a commission that looked into it. But uh, honest to gosh, at what point? <laughs> at what at point? What point yeah. When everybody around him, how stupid <laughs> do you have to be? I'm going right. to call you flat out dumb. You no know, right. You vote for Cuomo. Yes, you're an idiot. Unless you're you're either on the dole or you're an idiot. I yeah. don't know what else to say. That's right. That's right. I, I really Look don't. Because front page of the Buffalo News, Glenn. Somebody's going to jail for bribery. So even if he like, okay, let's just say everybody he was everybody around him. Let's right. For that's Coco right. as in circle but, but, uh, shelly silver but let's just say him. let's just say he wasn't he didn't exactly know the information in the buffalo deal he wasn't he wasn't the guy who said if you give me money we'll give you this project right but you're overseeing it you know there's not a ceo in the world that wouldn't have been fired over that right well there's he, not a he, guy running a Chuck E. cheese that wouldn't have been right. fired over so that he, he on the one hand says i'm going to single-handedly not approve any new uh, gas-powered of uh, 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 power plants. So he has the authority, apparently, which is not true at all. He does yeah. not have the authority. Right. But he has his pulse and his finger on, 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 on such a tight grip as, as King Como on every aspect of New York. You mean to tell me he's not intricately involved or at least has knowledge of? But this particular case is even worse. How? What does it take to take this guy down? I don't know. Let me just run this know. by you in the, in the 60 seconds we have left yeah. here in this break. Okay. Here's what happened. Crystal Run and its executives and their spouses attend. Now, they, the, Crystal Run, by the way, and their executives already have a building underway, okay? Uh-huh. There's, there's two buildings that are healthcare facilities that have already broken ground six months ago. Right? So they're already in, 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 yep. in process, right? Yep. So these 10 executives and their wives from Crystal Run, this healthcare company, just so happen to attend a Como fundraiser. No. Now, none of these people have ever given contributions before except for one, and that one contribution that that guy made was years ago and it was tiny, right? Mm-hmm. But yet suddenly... All of them make contra ten of them and their spouses make contra, uh, uh, contributions. Well, they got uh, they for, had to be small though, Glenn. All of them were twenty five thousand dollars each, ooh, adding ooh, up to never contributing before, but then right. miraculously, never. each finding twenty five thousand dollars in their wallet. That's right. Wow, look at that, huh? That uh, so that goes into Como's campaign for sure. some grand they raised now. Yeah. After that, that after they they uh, after those seven of the individuals wrote checks for twenty five thousand or so. 
Uh, it just so happened that Como found a bunch of money, $25.4 million in state grants, nope. now flowing to help to build this Crystal Run healthcare facilities. Six months. How does that work? You break ground on a, fa- on a, on a facility, and then you go to the state for aid? I mean, at that point, <laughs> wouldn't they say, well, you're already building the facility? I'll if tell this, you what, this though. This is right in your face. Pay to play, I, right in your face. Frank showed that. We, we got to get out of time, but I'll tell you what; that, those are some pretty good numbers. He, they turned two hundred fifty thousand dollars into twenty five point four million. Yep. We'll Bam. talk more about it on the other side of the break here. Financial guys, uh, Frank, you hung up on us. I was going to you first. Call back. We'll get you back right up on eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine three zero. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, financial guys. Alrighty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Club Wiggle Financial Guys. This is the place where money meets politics with you each and every Saturday, 1 to 3. And if you need us throughout the week, folks, uh, we do um, we have a lot of fun with this show, but uh, Monday through Friday we manage money. You heard one of our experts, uh, Mike Hayflick, certified Social Security claiming strategist, uh, 633-1515, uh, whether it's retirement planning, estate planning, Social Security planning, college planning, divorce planning. Uh, Medicare. We have an independent Medicare team. So between Brian and Alan and Carrie and and uh, independent Medicare experts, look. If you're turning 65 and you're within that window a few months away, make sure you reach out to us because it is a complimentary consultation and it doesn't cost you a penny more. Whether you have our experts shop every plan and explain the details, or you do it on your own, it makes no sense to do that on your own. So. Use our team. And, of course, April Hartloff, when it comes to uh, health insurance, whether it's a small, medium, or large company, uh, she will do her best to try to shop the uh, the different uh, insurance companies out there and uh, match it up with your goals and objectives. So 633-1515-633-1515. by the way, if you want to uh, text us. We have a lot of good texts coming in. Let's just clean up some of these texts here. I love how you mentioned how schools only care about sports fields and tracks and venues. Bullying happens a lot with jocks picking on weaker kids because they are insecure. The schools overlook athletes, especially star athletes, being a problem because they make them more money. Well, I don't know about making them more money in high school, but I, I do know that uh, – it, it does to me. I, I would think protecting our kids would be way more important than making sure we've got the new track and field, <laughs> or the, the 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 you know brand new basketball hoops. I would think that you know making sure that not anybody could just walk in the front door, and if somebody did, there's a system in place to you know that maybe we could limit some of this stuff. It would be way more important to me than you know, making sure we have AstroTurf on the football field where a child is probably never going to play another game outside of their senior year. Right. What's wrong with the grass, right? Yeah. And, and again, I don't want, I don't want to think you'd like to say, well, let's limit the thinking of not, let's not think great and have good stuff. But, at, you know, at the end of the day, if we're going to prioritize stuff, I don't know, a turf Astro field or uh, armed guards in schools. I picked armed guards every single time. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, in this case, I, I, there's been reports, and I, and I don't know that they're corroborated yet, but I have read reports that uh, this kid was actually bullied by potentially some of the coaches. Mm. Uh, there you go. One of the, one of the headlines. So some I'm of the not adults. Sure how true that is. That's I don't know how true that is, but again, I read that in one of the articles that uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll know more in the coming you know days and weeks, and I'm sure that – you know, sadly, the 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 media and a, a huge uh, you know portion of our our population will 
will will scream and cry for you know gun control when again not that we're doing a whole gun control show but every single measure whether it be expanded background checks whether it be limits on capacity high capacity magazines whether it be raising the age of 21 or 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 eliminating or restricting the purchase of a, uh, a so-called assault rifles or AR15s none of those things would have made a difference here some of the things that would have made a difference are some of the things that we have been talking about and others that have been talking about, such as putting armed teachers in the school, armed security at the school, controlling accesses, having multiple checkpoints, okay? Not just you walk through the front door because if there's one security officer and you kill him first, you step over his body and the carnage continues. There's a, d- a difference between having outside fence perimeters, inside perimeters, things like school uniforms, so that you don't show up every day in in a trench coat in Texas where it's ninety degrees. Like that's, <laughs> that's right. not normal. No, these are that's just in and of itself not normal behavior. Now nobody wants to tell a kid you have to conform to everybody else, but to be honest with you, most kids and most parents and most teachers all agree that things like school uniforms are a positive and everybody likes them. So yep. and it's those easy. are things that can, and it's easy. It's free. Easy. So yep. we know it's not a lot of cost to it. And I wouldn't say free, but often, really, it's, and for I think a lot of parents, it's cheaper than going out and having to buy the latest and greatest and keep up with the Joneses, you know, Nike sneakers and things like that. That's so, right. <clears throat> lots of stuff that we can do. Yep. 803-0930. Star 930 on a cell phone and 1-800-616-9236 if you want to join the conversation. We're going to uh, sneak in Marty here in Kenmore. Marty's been patiently waiting. How are you, Marty? Oh, very good, Mike. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, uh, the previous um, financial show, yeah, but he came on and they made the comment that the financial guys were pushing or promoting um, index annuities. And the financial guys, us? Yes, and I don't think well, we've, we've. I don't think we've ever actually talked about index annuities on the show. Yeah, there's there, there actually there's only I I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's actually only one Marty available in New York, and if that. <laughs> so, so we don't talk about any products yeah. on the show, really, ever. Yeah. Full disclosure, I am a client, so yeah. what I'm calling for is so that you had an opportunity since this went over the airways. Was well, this today? Yeah. Just, yeah I, well, I, we'll have to go back and review that. I mean, certainly if we're going to start taking shots, I mean, I've, there's a lot. <laughs> but I, you know what? I don't, but, Marty, that's a national show. They don't even produce that out of here. Right, right. But it does go over 930 radios airways. Yeah, no, I'll have to take a I'll have to take a look at that. Not that they wouldn't be familiar with our show, because my guess is more people listen to our show in Buffalo than their show nationally. <laughs> True. But nevertheless, I mean, as but, you know, you know, we're we're pretty agnostic when yeah. it comes to products and services. And I mean, tools. we obviously most of our business, as as you probably know, is on the fee based side, is what we prefer. I think it's a better relationship. It's a fiduciary relationship, and it allows us to sit on the same side of the table as our clients. And so, when they make more money, our our fee grows. When they lose money, our fee shrinks. And so we're working towards the same goals uh, in helping their money grow while doing the best that we can to preserve uh, their assets in a down market. I, I, if I, annuity fits, annuity fits. Yeah, I will depends, say this, yeah. though. They, they, that, that particular firm, is the, the firm that does that show is very limited in their products and their ability to use certain products. 
And so instead of, and we've always said this, look, there's there's not a bad product. Sometimes a product can be misused. And so using the word annuity as an example, sometimes, oh, I'll never use an annuity. Well, I'll tell you what, annuities can be tax deferred. If you have a lot of non-qualified money that you're paying taxes on every year, you may want an annuity because you, you know, the tax rates are not, you know, cheap. I mean, you know, often, you know, some, some tax rates, right, go up to 40%. You might want that money tax deferred. Other annuities have benefits where you can guarantee an income. So you say, look, I'm retiring and I'm really nervous that the stock market's not going to do good. And I, I want to make sure I have peace of mind and security. So there's, there's places for all these tools. And I think the problem I would have with that show is they just say, well, this is always bad or it's always good or Susie Orman does that garbage. Well, well it's always picture. bad. It's always good. You, it, it, how, how could that be? It's like going into a doctor's office and saying, is that tool good? The doctor's going to say, well, you know, that tool specifically is for the heart. So if you have an issue with your heart, yeah, but if we're working on your feet, not so good. Did you <laughs> so, ever hear, uh, I appreciate you, the call, though, Marty, thank and you, thanks Marty. for looking out for us. Appreciate it. Did you ever hear a. Uh, Take care, buddy. Ever, thanks, buddy. Did you ever see that Ken Fisher commercial where he's like, <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. rather die and go to hell yeah. than sell an annuity? <laughs> I mean, there are all different types of flavors of these right. things. Some of these things are liquid, and I think. Um, yeah, and pretty cost effective that, now. That yeah, was the other like, argument where like years 40 ago. 20 bucks a year, 25 right. bucks a month, or whatever. Yeah, so anyway. I'll, I'll tell you, there is a. There, when it comes to investing, when you start to hear firms, by the way, it's the other side of this is true where if you hear a firm start to pitch a product before they do the homework and the research, that's also yeah, a red flag, right? Uh, my favorite is, well, I own it. You know, financial planners, I own this. Well, good for you. Uh, you know, you, you, right. you may also have uh, high blood pressure, and I don't. That's right. We might be looking at two different pills. So. Um, exactly. Let's, uh, but if you want to hop on board, uh, always an open mic session, by the way. This is where money meets politics. 8030930, star 930 on a cell phone, 1 800 616 9236. Don't wait until 3 o'clock, folks. The phone lines always light up at, at quarter to 3, and we don't get to everybody. Again, 8030930, star 930 on a cell phone, and 1 800 616 9236. Anything uh, we're talking about, uh, we'll, we'll get to. Um, we got it. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the the unfortunate Texas shooting. I definitely wanted to get to the comments from Nancy Pelosi as well. Uh, and on a, on a lighter note, by the way, pop goes a tradition. I sent you know it's funny, Glenn. Unreal. I sent I sent this to you. You sent it to me. But a county in California cracks down on free popcorn in hardware stores. They are the fun killers. They really are. <laughs> I mean, when, it, a, when, it, when it comes to the Democrats, I mean, yeah. nothing let nothing go unregulated. Think, really but think about all. this: you've got you've got a problem with an overpopulation in the prisons, right? You have a debt that is going to bankrupt your state. You have people fleeing, you know, hundreds of thousands of people leaving the state of California and moving to places like Nevada and Arizona to escape the high taxes. And yet your county officials in San Diego are going into hardware stores trying to find them for offering freshly popped popcorn. Apparently, it's a health hazard. Apparently it's a health hazard, those big no red machines. No one's gotten sick. No one's... For 25 years, this company has offered free bags of freshly popped popcorn. Yeah. But, of course, oh, the county officials, the health inspectors, they raided La Jolla's Meanly and Sun Hardware, warning that this old-fashioned red popcorn machine is a germy outlaw. They explained we didn't have proper that, permits. That's my favorite right Honest there. Honest to gosh. That right there. They the explained proper permits. we didn't have what proper permits. <laughs> Honest got, to gosh. You got a uh, popcorn inspector here. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to see your permit and do a health inspection. We're gonna on this take machine. a bag of this back to the unbelievable <laughs> back it's to honestly. the office. Get the DNA test kit out. I Unreal. want to see where this popcorn's from. They have people from. living in tents lining the streets there. Seriously, <laughs> I know. Right, that's I mean, right. If, that's look, right. Do you have people? people you have people defecating in the streets. That's right. <laughs> really? If, if people were sick, like if, if all of a sudden, like you know, yeah, dozens right. of people got sick over right. a week period of time, right. and they all made complaints. Then it's like, okay, uh-huh. we're going to show up and take a look at your popcorn machine. This thing hasn't been cleaned in two weeks, but. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody call. I, I, I mean, can't we just self police some of these things? It's like having uh, a, everything has got to be regulated, right? Yeah. Permits for haircuts. Do you really need to have a license to cut hair? Yeah. I mean, if everybody walks out of the salon with funny looking hair, right. isn't that a pretty good indicator? I yeah. mean, doesn't the free market kind of work in that case? Especially that, guys like you that and that I. Business no, goes out of business. Nothing's I mean, helping seriously. us. Nothing helps. No, but <laughs> who cares? We don't need it. No. But if ridiculous. I walked up to a place and everybody in there had like you know their half their head was shaved and it was like a messed up yeah, place. Or not my it, place. Or right. if it was dirty. Let's say you went to a restaurant, okay, and, I'll, and you noticed that the silverware is dirty. The fl- you know, obviously we want to have some level of health inspection and things like that. But yeah. the free market can solve a lot of these things, right? We don't need to have bureaucrats and inspectors for a hardware store popcorn machine. Yep. We just don't. Yep. It just gets to the point of out of control. Just uh, don't let um, don't let some of the local Democrats know about that because that is a, a job stimulus program and certainly a permit that they haven't gotten to yet here in New York. So no, the popcorn permit. The I'm popcorn sure permit. Want. It's on its uh, way. What do you want to do? Uh, Sneak in Dave Mariak yeah, quick before we, the break. Yeah, before we do, just a yeah, we'll do that. And then I want to I want to answer this uh, question on the text board regarding your four hundred one k before fifty nine and a half because there is a way to do it. And uh, and I think it's a great question, so I wanted to talk about that as yeah. well. So, uh, by the way, that, Mariocker. Yep. All right. Eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine three zero. Let's welcome David Mariocker. How are you, David? David, David, part of our investment committee and team, and uh, you've actually been avoiding us for the last two or three weeks. I called in a couple times. You're like, no, call in next week. We don't have time for you. Well, we we asked you to call in at three thirty, and you never did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just messing with you. <laughs> Mr. Mariocker cuts down trees with his own bare hands. and uh, You never finished, by the way, the story of the deer. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the deer. Because we said, for those of you that listen all the time and, you, and you're familiar with David, he's like, a, he's like a real man's man. And I said on a show a few months ago, I said, have you ever like taken down a deer with your hands? Like, and he said, yeah, I did. Twice. <laughs> twice. Not once, but twice. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, and that's that's a true story, right? Like you shot a deer, and he was still going, and you tackled him in the in the water. Well, yeah, that was a that was a story I didn't tell. Right. Yeah. Can you tell tell the real quick version of it, not the long one? Yeah. No. 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 That that is a long version, and it, I don't know if I should tell that story. All right. Well, it, 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 let me do. Let me just <laughs> someday, say this. We'll have you. We'll have you in studio. Someday. Yeah. Let me just say this. If you really want to hear the story, you should call David at the office six three three fifteen. Maybe we'll do like a, I don't know, like a like a go to meeting after a show or something because yeah. you really should hear that. You should. This is the man, by the way, that 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 makes his own clothes. Right. He shaves <laughs> with a Bowie knife. Right. <laughs> Doesn't own a razor, shaves with the with the hunting knife. That's right. Right? That's right. That's a, it's not that's not a lot. He lie. makes his own needles with, with the bones of the animals he he, he fouls. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> David, we're just having fun with you. But uh all kidding aside, markets sort of seem like 
nowhere, right? You know what's so funny is the mainstream media does such a good job of saying the markets are at an all-time high, but we've sort of like been here forever, <laughs> like trading like within this range for months and months and months. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Mike and Glenn, I talked to you about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we are talking about the trade thing and and uh, the Trump, uh, you know, what's he doing with that trade? And you guys were very concerned about that. My opinion at that time was we needed to take a correction and a breather. And yep. that's what the market's doing. And the longer that it does it, the better off it will be because it's backing and filling. And it gives everybody time to really isolate down on publicly traded companies because that's what drives the market, the publicly traded companies and their earnings. And that will – and what's happening now is – Sideways, like you said, sideways, and the world markets are doing similar. They're they're tracing up and back, and but they're also what they call it finding a support level. And the more you bottom at that support level, that's what they say in the in the technical side is that will build support, and then hopefully will build upward and onward. And that's somewhat what I see at this. Certainly point. allowing well, it's like building a nice base. Yeah, right? certainly allowing the earnings, by the way, to catch up a little bit too, huh? I mean, you know, company earnings to catch up to price. And I think what's what's really nice is you've got this tax cut that's now uh, drifting into the economy. By the way, for all you liberals out there that listen to this car show because it's a car wreck, or this car show, this radio show because it's like a car wreck for you and you just can't avoid us, uh, a record amount of money brought into the Treasury last month. And I don't know how that could be if the tax cut was supposed to hurt that, right? The whole argument to the left is we cannot have tax cuts because we're not going to bring in as much money to pay all our ridiculous bills like you know studying shrimp on a treadmill or the one we found this week on our Facebook page by the way which the government spent a few hundred thousand dollars of your money to find out if cocaine makes a certain bird horny so yeah yeah but record amount of money brought into the treasury and I think how could that be I thought we gave people their own money back oh they must have spent it and it stimulated economic growth wow look at that who said that would happen oh yeah us uh, other other issues, Mike. Ten year. When we talked last, was it two eight two uh-huh. nine? That's the ten year yield. And a few years ago, it was at one and a half. Now it's over three. That's somewhat of a headwind for the stocks stock market. Mm-hmm. Interest rates have slowly moved up in that four and a half, four six something like that. Uh, I did want to mention, and it, it, it's not quickly. I I've been in the business a long time, and I. A lady that I used to do business with in Gowanda, I sold her an annuity years ago, and it may be really informational for listeners. And not that I'm a fan or not a fan, fan of or not. Yeah, they're tools, right? That's right. In yeah. this case, though, Mike, I explained to her it was a nationwide variable annuity. It was in 95, 96, and the, and the thing went up. But she chose the guaranteed stepped-up death benefit. And lo and behold, she had five kids. She happened to pass away, and the annuity came back down to about a fifty-five or $60,000 value, but it had reached up to a hundred. Guess what I had the, the luxury of telling them what they had gotten, not the 55000 but the 100000 So it, yeah. yeah, in that case, it was, it was worthwhile paying for that. Yeah, it's funny. That exact question was presented to uh, Susie Orman one time, and she said, oh, and she says, oh, I hate these tools. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. And somebody said, well, this is what happened to my right. husband, and had he not locked that in, I wouldn't have been able to be okay in right. retirement. And she said, well, in that case, they're good. <laughs> right, right. right. Well, exactly. oh, okay. 
And well, now so, you have like you have a lot of different flavors of these things. Like you just recently did one, which is basically a, a, nothing but a shell, right? So it looks and feels just like a fee-based account, yeah. but it pre- but it preserves the tax deferral yeah. uh, of where because it came out of another annuity that had high expenses. That's right. And what was the expense on that thing? Don't name the product, but what was like forty bucks a year or twenty-five bucks a month or twenty dollars a year? Right. So then that was the old year. argument. The old <laughs> argument was they were so expensive, but now a lot of them are not. So yeah, lots of different types, right? Yeah. So yeah. the liquid annuities he could offer to the client if they don't want to be in that that surrender period they don't have to be they can go in this yep. a fee-based and there's hundreds of different investments so it is yeah. that's right that's a great point david it's a good option so uh real quickly here before the break you know what do you what do you see what do you like out there i mean i know i think and i think you've sort of said this before it's a stock picker's market specifically when you're going sideways and I've noticed that some of, you know, we have a lot of diversification with our client accounts, but some of the parts of the accounts that are outperforming are those stock picker types of, That's right. when it comes to at least the stock side of our, our models, you know, the, it's not the indexes, it's the stock pickers that are doing well. The, I literally watch the stocks that are in our portfolios daily, and I watch what goes on. One of them, for example, is a, in all full and fair disclosures, Micron Technology which I bought just a few months ago, it went up to 55 or $60, came back down to $47, a lot. I noticed a lot of people selling it. I didn't, and now it's back to 50 It had a nice uh, run up back to 53 and 54 But the Mike and Glenn, if you remember, about two and a half years ago when I was in Canada, it was musky fishing. I couldn't get on the lake. It was rough out. We talked about Walmart, and we talked about Chevron. Mm-hmm. That's when the oil glut hit. And yes, full and fair, fair disclosure, we did buy Chevron and bought Walmart in, in, the, in the Chevron paying us like a 5% dividend at that time. It's the, it's the epitome of uh, buying on ugly news, buying on bad news, and that's what we did in, uh, in, the, in the mid-70s and 80s. And now, you know, you made a, a 4% rate of return in a dividend, and now it's back to 125 and 130. And now it looks like the oil glut may be, you know... Pushing. Yeah, prices are pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got paid to hold it, right? And and watch it appreciate. Nice move. Yeah, and you and now you you don't pay that tax on the sale. So you're yeah. It, right. Or have we sold it? Last thing, Mr. Mariacher, when does when does musky season start? Third week or last week of May? Yeah, it's a third Saturday. It opens up several uh, weeks earlier on certain bodies of water. But turkey season is not over. I was over in Canada and called in a bunch of gobblers with the, my buddy Canadian Dave. We didn't shoot them though. We videotaped a, a fight of uh, three long-bearded gobblers, and it beat up a... Uh, so uh, so you go out hunting, you call them in, you don't shoot them, and then you come back here and buy one at Wegmans. That's what I did. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hunting's not all about killing, right? I know, so love it. It's about being outdoors, so good for you. You are a true sportsman, my friend. Yeah. Well, in uh, four more jakes this morning here on the, on the American side, and I'll go back over this coming weekend, and we'll do a, a float trip. He's got a, one of them Argos, so we'll float down the river and call turkeys in uh, in Ontario. Over That's there. awesome. Well, you're meanwhile, one of them, according to Glenn, which Glenn is, I, I, Glenn, I, I, you know, would be the expert in this area, but he says you're the best caller, turkey oh, yeah. caller in her. <laughs> yes. You're the best turkey caller in her he's ever seen. So, yeah. awesome. All right, buddy, yeah. we'll see you Monday. All right, boys. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Uh, can we take a real short break here, like a one-minute break? Alan in Orchard Park, you're up on deck, I promise. I know you've been holding patiently for a few minutes here. 8030930, star 930. You guys in the walleye tournament. We're not in the walleye tournament. We should be, no, though. So I know we should be. Let's, uh, should let's be get into some of those tournaments. All right, we'll be back. Real quick break. News Radio 930, WBN.
Alrighty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Sort of a financial show broke out here today. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to politics. No, I'm just kidding. You know, as long as we're on finance, um, let's answer this text question. You can always call us with your questions here, 803-0930, or text us at star 930. But, you know, typically we grab a whole bunch of stuff throughout the week. We still have a whole pile, of, a stack of stuff to get through. But certainly, if you're going to ask financial questions, whether it be via text line or a phone call, we'll certainly answer. Absolutely. So, yep. uh, you know, 3930, if you'd like to text us, which I love this text feature. It really does like, yeah. I don't know, it just fills in the show. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like getting uh, yeah. emails, but better. Yeah. And then, you know, we have some that we can't comment on because the left that doesn't have the stones to call us on the air thinks they could be tough guys and text us. But yeah, it's fun, keyboard though. cowboys, we call them. They're, they're tough behind there, sitting in their mom's basement. Uh, you want to read there. the text before we go to Alan here? Yeah, let's read the text quick. Um, are there any ways you can get your 401k money out before 59 and a half? I would like to retire around 55 to 57. That's Abs- a great, great, absolutely great question. Absolutely, yes. And the yeah, answer is yes. There's a, is yeah. a ruling called 72T, which allows you to pull money out early. And avoid the 10% IRS penalty. You still have to pay taxes, but the little trick is once you commit to the money, you have to continue to pull it out for at least five years. So the government says, hey, you won the lottery two years from now or you inherited $2 million, you still got to continue to to make those distributions for five years. So, uh, But absolutely, there's ways to get it out and avoid the 10% penalty. No way to avoid the taxes, though. That's right. But great question because yeah. lots of folks in that same situation where they've got a lot of money in their IRA, yeah. they may have done a great job in saving like it sounds like you have and say, yeah, hey, that's great. I'm ready to go at 55, <laughs> but they love it. most of my money is locked in my 401k. How do I get it out? As Mike said, the 72T is the way to go, and uh, and you can take distributions that way. It's, it's five years or 59 and a half, whichever is longer. So if you take them at 653, for example, you'd have to take it for six and a half years all the way until you reach uh, 59 and a half. So yep. Great we question. can help you to figure it out. If you want to give us a call at the office, 633-1515, we can run some numbers for you, and, uh, and you can take a look. Yep. Uh, let's welcome Alan in Orchard Park. How are you, Alan? Great, guys. Um, I really enjoy your show, and actually my question is, kind of similar to what you were just talking about. So I'm uh, 59 years old. I have a small business. Uh, I've been a pretty good saver, um, and I've got a pretty significant amount in my 401k. have some real estate, and eventually I want to stop working. And uh, it could be at 62, it could be at 64, 65. But, you know, I've been told, leave your 401k money alone. You touched that last. Then I'm being told, leave your Social Security alone. You touched that last. So my question is, if you've got, and I've got significant assets, so I've got maybe maybe about a million dollars in the 401k and, and Social Security, obviously, I don't know when to take that. But when I stop working, I'm going to need some money to live. And what order do you decide to take or use some of these assets, particularly Social Security versus a 401k? Yeah, so that, a great question. that is a great question, and it's it's difficult to answer over the air, but I'm going to I'm going to do my best and then I'm going to encourage you to come in. We have some financial planning software in our office that we can play what we call the what if game with you, Alan. And the what if game is what if this happens, what if that happens, okay? So, let's talk about social security for a second here. And I may have to hold you to the other side of the break, but social security accumulates those last bunch of years at an 8% rate of return. So, if you're eligible for it at 62, but your full retirement age is at 66, 
that's going to build up at 8% per year if you don't touch it, right? So right. what part of what needs to be factored in here is what is your risk tolerance? Because if you're going to take that 401k plan and earn 1% in the CD, I'm going to tell you to wait on that Social Security because it's going to earn 8%, right? So hold with us. This is a really great question. You mind holding? we got to take a hard break here. But if you could hold through the break, go get a cup of coffee or water and come back, and we'll answer this question on the other side, all right? Thank you. All right, awesome question. Mike Lomas, Come Wiggle Financial Guys. We'll be back. News Radio 930 WBN. The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. Financial guys. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Toll free, 1-800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN, Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle Financial Guys, and... uh, Sorry, I'm just staring down at my phone. My little one was in a uh, dance competition this morning at Shays, and I'm just trying to nice. figure out the results. So, I was there to watch, but then I had to take off before awards. So, uh, but uh, nobody's responding to me. My family is ignoring me. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, right. just tuning in again, Mike Lomas, Kind of Wiggle Financial Guys, place where money meets politics. If you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. Six three three one five one five. Like us on Facebook. A lot of the stuff we talk about we post to our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter, at FinGuys, and our website, TheFinancialGuys.com. Don't forget the T-H-E, TheFinancialGuys.com. And any specific financial questions you have, uh, send them over, and we'll do our best to try to point you in the right direction. So, uh, again, if you want to hop on board here, 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone, 1-800-616-9236, and 3930 is the text number, 3930. Um, let's go back to the. Uh, let's go back to Alan in Orchard Park. Alan had a question about uh, retirement planning. Alan, our uh, our team is awesome. So Mike Hayflick is is texting Glenn and I throughout the break. I have to correct myself. He says the growth by delaying Social Security is five and a half to six percent from sixty from the age of sixty two to full retirement age, uh, and then eight percent thereafter. So. That's up until one, 70, from 66 uh, until 70. At um, 70, it stops. It stops. So at 70, you take it, right? Now, here's some things that get factored in where it gets a little complicated, and that's where the financial planning software will help. You know, one of the questions is, well, you know, are you, uh, from an income standpoint, um, are you worried about your spouse 
having enough income, meaning that some people will say, well, I'm going to try to delay Social Security as long as possible because if I pass away, my the spouse is going to get the higher the benefits and she's really going to need as much money from Social Security as possible, right? Yep. Um, the other thing you got to factor in, Alan, is, hey, look, what if I want to go back to work and I take Social Security early? Well, guess what? They take it back. And so sometimes people will say, um, you know, well, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take Social Security and then I'm going to go back to work. Well, no, you're not. You can only make a certain amount of money, and it's something like fourteen or $15,000 a year. So there's a lot of things that need to be factored in. Again, we went over before the break. The first one was your tolerance of risk. You know, do you think you're going to earn 6 or 7% in some type of balanced model, or are you going to put it all in a CD and earn 1%? Because that's going to help you with the decision on Social Security. Yep. Um, and then also, you know, really detailing out your goals and your what I call your retirement gap, which is the difference between Social Security and what you might need out of your portfolio to live the lifestyle that you want to live. It also determines what other assets you have, too. So do you have non-qualified? Do you have Roth IRAs? Do you have things that are tax-free? You know, we can kind of structure the order and amounts of what you take from which bucket to maximize the tax efficiency of your distributions, including your Social Security tax efficiency. So all those factors need to be need to be put into place okay. or analyzed. As simple as uh, take Social Security last in your 401k. Ahead of that. It's not because, you know, it, it, and again, not to, to use Esther's, but it's it's plugging Esther. She always says it's not what you make that's important, it's what you keep. And so the order of the way you take that out often comes back to the taxes that you're going to pay when and even in the future. So, okay, I'm going to take Social Security and I'm going to delay taking it out of my 401k plan. But that 401k plan is going to build up, and in the future, I'm going to have to take a minimum distribution out of it. And that minimum distribution at age 75 or 80 might be a lot of money. So it might be in your best interest to take more money out of the 401k earlier so that distribution's a little bit smaller later on, and then you're delaying that Social Security. So I would encourage it, whether it's us or somebody, get some good financial planning software where you can play the what-if game and then put the probabilities in your court, right? Yeah, Obviously, nobody knows. It, it, you know, The other factor is, well, when do you think you're going to die? Well, nobody knows that, right? Nobody knows when the good Lord's going to take us. So, But, but you, you, know, you, you factor in some of that stuff, and you try to put the probabilities and the odds in your favor and not the government's right. favor. Great. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for you're the call. I, we gave a half-hearted answer. We gave a, a – well, well, let me – Well, it's the best we, we can. I that's mean, right. You, well, you bring up the last factor, which is something you also have to take into consideration, and that is family history, right? I mean, that's right. If your parents and your parents' parents and your parents' parents' parents all had a heart attack at 69 years old, yeah. you know, that, that plays a factor too. So, right. you know, all of these things need to go in and, and, and be analyzed. And to your point, Mike – the best way to do that is to play the what-if game and, and utilize a financial planning software. We also have software that can help us to point us in the right direction by saying, hey, if you did this this way, this is what the end result net of taxes is going to be so that we can better advise you. But it, it, there's a lot that a lot of analysis, a lot of different variables, and it's impossible in a, in a phone call to get that all out, obviously. That's right. Uh, 803-0930, star 930 on a cell phone, and 1-800-616-9236. A financial show has broken out here on uh, financial guys. <laughs> and, uh, if you have specific questions, you want to fire them at us. We'd love to uh, do our best to try to navigate you through the world of finance here and money. And of course, always an open mic session. So if you want to hop on board again, 803 
star 930 on a cell phone, 1-800-616-9236. Before we go back to the phone and break, Glenn, um, you sent me this article, Courthouse Solar Panel to cost $1.5 oh million, but it's going to take over 100 years to pay for itself. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, this is... <laughs> Where is this out of? Again? It's unbelievable. It's out of Oregon. Oh, Oregon, This is the Daily right. Caller. This is the Daily Caller's the article. So yes, so there. So Oregon now is mandating that all the new buildings have you know tax or not tax uh, green energy efficient technology. Of course, right? yeah. So they're putting this. These solar panels have to go on the roof of this new courthouse. They're spending one point five million in an effort to save oh uh, like thirteen grand a year. <laughs> it's going to take a hundred years. years. Now, this is just lunacy. Now, does anybody out there think the technology might be a little bit different in 100 years? Just This is our tax money. This I, is what drives me nuts the most. Is yeah. That this is Oregon's tax that's right. money. Thing. That's right. That's right. If, it was, if it was your house, right, and you wanted to do that, that's a different story. But when it's tax money that's right. being wasted, it's beyond frustrating. It really is. And this, is, this goes on and on and on, whether it's Oregon, whether it's New York, whether it's California. It doesn't matter. You put this, you know, things like economic development and the control of government, and you get fraud, you get abuse, you get waste especially, and New York City subway system is a grand example of that, right? <laughs> You're talking about, this is a joke in New York City, the, 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 uh, the mass transit, the MTA is the laughing stock of the world. I mean, this is... Between de Blasio and Como, it's like the, the the two blind mice that can't figure out how to you know <laughs> do anything. I mean, it's just it's really amazing. But this is a perfect example of why government should not be involved in anything unless it absolutely has to be. The first phase of this subway system, what they're doing is they're connecting this new uh, track from the east side uh, access project to the Long Island Railroad and to, to the Grand Central. Right. The first phase, which was the Second Avenue subway, was two and a half billion dollars for each new mile of track. Right. Two and a half billion for each new mile. Each mile. That equates to about five hundred thousand dollars per foot. (laughs) Per foot. Right. You can't make this up. Five hundred thousand per foot. Foot. The new section is expected to cost three and a half billion. Per track mile, three and a half billion per track mile. Unreal. You could use gold for the actual track. <laughs> I'm not right. kidding you. That's you right. could use gold for the actual track itself, and it would be cheaper. And it'd be cheaper. That's right. Than three. What are they doing with this? I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's, it, and it's, who's it's winning that contract? It's bids. Yeah. That's right. Who's it's winning exactly. that contract? Well. Yep. It's too bad. It's just too bad we don't have like something like a Moreland Commission that could look into this. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. I definitely oh, yeah. when we come back to. I want to play that Nancy Pelosi clip. Talk a little bit yep. about uh, how uh, much of an idiot she is. Uh, and news- the Rand Paul clip, which is a perfect thing for the uh, government waste. Yeah, News Radio nine thirty WBN. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, John and Rochester up on deck first. If you want to hop on board eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine three zero on a cell phone and one eight hundred six one six nine two three six. We'll be back. It reminds me that, and as I was talking about the religious groups and how they're concerned about feeding the hungry and the gospel of Matthew and the rest, 41 million people in now the they country find feed insecure. 
We believe now that some of us oh, yeah. are when it comes to attracted to the political arena, uh, to government and public service, that uh, we're all God's children. There's really? a spark of divinity in every person spark. on earth, and that we all have to recognize that as we respect the dignity and worth of every person, and as we recognize our responsibilities with that spark of divinity within us. And so when the President of the United States says about undocumented immigrants, these aren't people, these are animals, you have to wonder, does he not believe in the spark of divinity, the, the dignity divinity. and worth of Give every person? <laughs> these, these are the same are people that people. fund Planned Parenthood these that kill animals. thousands of babies the a President day. of right. the United States. Respect the dignity. Then Nancy Pelosi, by the way, Michael Muscone, Legal News Radio 930 WBN, if you're just tuning in, financial guys, place where money meets politics. She says, respect the dignity and worth of every person. Let me tell you about what MS-13 has done. Okay, these are just, a, this is just a few, let me just touch this is just, just, you know, just the top of some of the things they've done. Pimp ordered, uh, MS-13 pimp ordered baseball bat beating of an underage prostitute, a 15-year-old girl, beat her with a baseball bat, right? Gang beheaded a victim, cut out his heart, hmm. Maryland police. Stabbed him 100 times. Stabbed. Gang members beat, stabbed New York teen girls. These are teen yeah, girls, right? These aren't other bad, you know, adult gang member men. These are teen no. girls stabbed. Oh, oh, stabbed. Well, maybe it was a, maybe it was a knife's fault. I don't know. Maybe that may, maybe I missed that one. Well, uh, there was a two teen girls on, on Long Island that were beaten to death with machetes and baseball bats. Yeah, oh, that so. we were getting to that. Yeah, the machetes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could have that could have been the machetes fault though, Glenn. That could have been the knife's it's fault disgusting. or the machetes fault. It's a totally disgusting. I tell you what. Everybody in America knows exactly what the president was talking yeah. about. Well, except and Nancy um, Pelosi and the media just make themselves look like Idiots, idiots when they say stuff like this. Yeah. The, no one believed the spark of divinity. Now you people have found God? Are you <laughs> yeah. serious? Let me read really? you a few more. After Glenn. you spent the last 30 years yeah. taking God out of every everything. public building and That's every right. school out of everything? Yeah, yeah, now, now they found God. Now when it comes to MS-13, the most brutal gang on the planet, right. you have found Jesus? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. The spark of divinity. <laughs> Give me a break. Gang members beat Maryland woman to death. See you in hell. Convicted, convicted female MS-13 gang member to Told victim as she stabbed her over 17 times. Uh, four New York teens brutally beaten to death by MS-13 gang member. Woman laughed as murder victim was stabbed 153 times. I think we got a real problem with knives in MS-13 because they don't seem to be using guns. I don't know. I don't know if the uh, the left figured that one out, but they seem to be stabbing and beheading people with knives and machetes. Right? Spark Members charged with a mach- uh, another machete attack. Uh, this is out of Long Island. Right? A gang attempted to kidnap and murder a 16-year-old boy. MS-13 orders murder of teen after a Facebook post. And the list goes on and on, on, and, and, on, on, and, on. and on and on. These are not Honestly. good people, Nancy. These are animals. They are right. animals. And yep. the president called it like it is. Good for you. But uh, shame on her to let these people. I don't want them in my backyard. My guess is she doesn't want them living down the street from her, but they won't, right? Her little home, her little private neighborhood will have a fence and a, and a wall around it, I'm sure. And the thing is, like as you said, Mike, these are this. This is not all happening like in the you know south side of Chicago. Yeah, no, no, like, Long Island. This is like Long, Long Island. Island. That, that's yeah. like imagine imagine your daughters or your son walking home from school at fifteen or sixteen years old yeah. in Williamsville or Amherst 
or Depew or Clarence or Chictawaga. I mean, that could happen anywhere. We need these people are animals. They, animals. they made El Salvador, Glenn, the animals. murder capital of the world. Right. World. And by the way, the initiation process most of the time is to kill somebody. That's right. Just to get in. That's <laughs> you, the kind of uh, Nancy, you're an in. absolute that's, moron. That's what you're defending. That's, that's right. That's what you're defending. That's who you're after. Yeah. And now they found God. <laughs> That's right. Now they found God. When the scummiest the people in the country, uh, you know, when the, when the president says something about the scummiest people, got, now now we found you. You, found you can't treat them like that. Every, we love everybody. Uh-huh. Let me right. play this clip from the press because yeah. this this question right here sums it up. I mean, this is they play dumb, like and and I, and, I, and Sarah Sanders, man, she's just the best. Let me yeah. just play this clip quick. I think. By the way, where you're finding that, respect the dignity of each person unless they are conservative or your political opponent. Couldn't agree more with that text. Some immigrants are not people. They're I just want to ask you because so many people in the country have been talking about it in the last 20 years. So many people around the country have been talking about uh-huh. it. I wonder why that is, Mr. Media. <laughs> so many people in the yeah. country have been talking like about it. Nobody's uh-huh. talking about it. They no. get it. They get Everybody it. Everybody gets it. They know what the president was talking about. I just want to ask you, because so many people in the country have been talking about it in the last 24 hours, what did the president mean when he said some immigrants are not people, they're animals? What do you think he meant? Uh, The president was very clearly referring to MS-13 gang members who enter the country illegally and whose deportations are hamstrung by our laws. Uh, This is one of the most vicious and deadly gangs that operates by the motto of rape, control, and kill. If the media and liberals want to defend MS-13, they're more than welcome to. Uh, frankly, I don't think the term that the president used was strong enough. MS-13 <laughs> has done heinous acts. Uh, it took an animal to stab a man a hundred times and decapitate him and rip his heart out. It took an animal to beat a woman they were sex trafficking with a bat 28 times, uh, indenting part of her body. And it took an animal to kidnap, drug, and rape a 14-year-old Houston girl. Frankly, I think that the term animal doesn't go far enough. And I think that the president should continue to use his platform and everything he can do under the law to stop these types she, of she, horrible, she is, horrible, disgusting people. Yeah, she she is absolutely it. great. But I'll tell you what, these loving left, Amazing. Who, who, by the way, I thought the woman, the left was a champion for the woman, right? Well, You're talking not. about we protecting a group that, that you know, uses women for drug mules, sex objects, right? Yep. Uh, has, has uh, you know, stabbed the them endlessly. Endless, endless abuse with women, and you're you're protecting yep. them. Shame Be- on you, Nancy. Because they hate the president. The, the The fomenting of hate is that vicious amongst the left that they would rather support and take the side of MS-13 gang members right. as long as it's opposed as, to the president. As long as you they can win an election, side, Nancy. <laughs> so this past week, they have taken a side of MS-13. They've taken a side of Hamas, right? Yeah. Not a single Democrat showed up for the uh, for the uh, a new opening of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the... Uh, Ah, the embassy. Oh, the sorry, embassy, the new yeah. embassy, right? They yep. moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Yep. Not a single Democrat showed up. And all week long, all the media could talk about was the 50 or so Hamas that were killed. Okay, so they're t- you're taking the side of one of the most vicious gangs in the world after you already took the side of one of the most vicious terrorist organizations in the world. Yeah. I mean, this is the a, side a of gang, the left. A gang, by the way, that's been tied to international terrorism. 
This is the side that the left decides. Yep. As long as it's against America and against Trump especially, right. that's the these are who the Democrats are lining up with. So when you're in the voter poll to go to the Democrat primary, look to your left, you'll see MS-13. Look to your right, you'll see the Hamas terrorist. And look around you, God only knows who else they're supporting. <laughs> but that's the side that the left has now decided to be on. It's yep. really quite amazing. Let's go really back to the amazing. phone lines. By the way, if you need us to speak, this is the place where money meets politics, 633-1515. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FinGuys on our website, thefinancialguys.com. What are you looking for, Frank? That you need. Before screen? we go back to the phone, the screens, wanna... by the way, are messing up here. I That's can't right. see the caller. So, just real quick, before Ariana. we go back to the phones, I wanted to mention um, getting back to this MTA scandal. Just so you know how bad this is, right? It's bad enough that it's costing a five hundred thousand dollars per foot of track, but. This is the deal, right? So the project included 900 workers being paid to dig caverns, even though through an accounting review they only found 700 jobs that actually needed to be filled. <laughs> so the question is, what are the other 200 workers doing? They Supervising. have no idea. Supervising. No, they don't know. They don't know. Oh, they the, don't know. The, the former MTA Capital Project's head, Michael Horodinovich, uh, quote, nobody knew what those people were doing, if they were doing anything at all. Uh, Yet, those same non-working workers were being paid a $1,000 a day. Nice. The equivalent of $260,000 a year. But wait, Mike, <laughs> it gets better. It, it gets, gets better. worse. Yeah. It gets worse. How do we have a $4 billion shortfall in this state this year? How could that be? How could that be? Here, you love this one. Can't cut it anything. It gets worse on the underground union, right? So the union underground, this is amazing. Other well-paid union jobs include workers who are hired to lubricate self-lubricating cranes. <laughs> then there are the... Yeah, then there are the union... Lubricate the self-lubricating cranes. Well, That's you right. can't lose that job. You well, can't. Well, you can't. We can't let no. that go. That was in the no. contract. No, what would they do? Wait, it gets better. Then there are the union elevator operators who push buttons on automatic elevators, right? <laughs> Right? Okay. And now, why underground construction work in New York is, according to the Times, staffed by as many as four times more laborers than anywhere else in the world. And as you might imagine, the union jobs, with that theoretical value, come at a steep premium. Sure they do. Union, union recommended tuggle, tunnel diggers often earn for overtime and Sunday work more than $400 an hour. That's a rate equivalent to more than 800 and thirty thousand dollars a year. So, nice. hey man, when you when your high school guy says you better go off to college or you're going to be working at Wendy's, no fear, no way. You too can pick up a shovel and simply dig in New York and maybe and make eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and That's and right. just maybe be one of the two hundred that doesn't even need to dig. You just right. you just need don't to even show up. Just we'll just pay you a thousand dollars a you're a, just a there. <laughs> you're just there. A thousand dollars a day. You give me your W nine and your social security number, and by the way, a direct deposit form. So we That's can right. take the money out of the taxpayers' <laughs> bank account day. and put it right into yours. We got to take right. a hard break here. Mike Lomas, Club Legal Financial Guys. We will come back. Ray and John, you're up on deck. News Radio 930 WBN. All righty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Clem Legal Financial Guys, place where money meets politics. 
Uh, we do have a number of different departments, and I can't, uh, you know, I, I can't stress enough the importance of that. You know, if you twenty years ago when we started our own firm and left a company called Payne Weber, if you would have said we would have had a, an insurance division or a social security division or a college Medicare. planning division, Medicare, yeah. But and and you know, somebody said a few weeks ago, they said, do you, do you find it? You know, maybe you're spreading yourself too thin. And I said, no, it's just the opposite. The fact that we have all these experts in place. And again, I won't continue to pick on another national investment show, but I will. They had the wrong advice when it comes to Social Security, and it's probably because they're 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 talking about Social Security, but they're not really certified to do so. And and we have a certified Social Security claiming expert. We have a uh, you know college planning financial a uh, certified divorce financial analyst. We have a certified college planning expert, and so. Uh, you know these folks are certified to lead divisions and to, and to really help and uh, and we work as a team. So use us as a resource six three three one five one five six three three fifteen fifteen. Our website thefinancialguys.com. Don't forget the T H E. Follow us on Twitter at finguys, and of course like us on Facebook. A lot of stuff we talk about we post to our Facebook page. Before the break, we were talking about Nancy Pelosi's comments on MS thirteen playing a Sarah, Sarah Huckabee's clip, and she's really just. Phenomenal! She's, I love she's, Sarah. She's uh, just, the best. She's, she's, she's unreal. She really is just smooth and she's, to the point, and she smacks these reporters down time and time. I mean, and time what a again. stupid question! Yeah. I, I asked because the whole country's been talking. Mm. No, they have Mm-mm. not. Because you're trying no. to focus on that as opposed to everything <laughs> That's else. Right. And then Nancy yeah. Pelosi, spark of divinity. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Is she off her meds again? Yeah. I mean, I, honest to gosh, yeah. I, I mean, it's a spark of divinity. That's Are you right. kidding? This is the all loving left who is the champion for women and we're talking Unreal. about a group that uses women for drug mules sex objects yeah, and, uh, and they suffer endless abuse through ms-13 disgusting they are animals lowest of the low they're lower yeah. than animals and they should be exterminated sarah, off the planet. sarah absolutely nailed it Crazy. animal is just too polite of a word it for is these scumbags yep we were also talking the last half hour about the uh, Mass Transit Authority, the MTA in New York City, and the uh, the golden rails that we're going to have down there. I wanted to play just a real quick clip of Senator Rand Paul because in this forty nine second clip, he, he just he sums up the federal waste, whether it's five hundred dollars, uh, five hundred thousand dollars a foot of track, or paying a thousand dollars a day for two hundred workers that you don't even know what they're doing. Uh, because the job only called for 700 I mean, it's just a joke. And on and on it goes. This is classic, though. He nails us here. $356,000 was spent of your money studying whether or not Japanese quail are more sexually promiscuous on cocaine. <laughs> these guys have some great studies. This is, uh, these guys once have again, some great I believe, studies. National Science Foundation. Oh, yeah. Hooray Science for Foundation. the National Science Foundation. I know I'm going to get some hate mail from them. $356,000 <laughs> to study whether Japanese quail are more sexually promiscuous on cocaine. Nice. You can't make this stuff up. No, you cannot. And yet, the reform that I have proposed is that we have a taxpayer advocate on the committee no. to determine who gets these grants. And you know what they say? Oh, we can't have any non-scientists. They wouldn't <laughs> understand the science. 
I want the scientist who did this to come forward and explain to me yeah. why we need to do this. Stuff. Yeah, I'd love That's to see exactly that. That's exactly right. I'd love to see Tell him us, defend Mr. Scientist. Hmm. Tell us. First of all, Curious. where did they get the cocaine? Right. That's what I want to know. <laughs> MS-13. Like, MS-13. Right? You got connections? I mean, how does that work? Do you stop by the local police department and go, you know what? I really want to do this study with Japanese quail. Yeah. And just to find out, like, how does cocaine affect their sexual promiscuity? How, and, how does I mean, it even come serious? about? With all the challenges in the world, with all the problems in the world, you know. Maybe like, we need less scientists. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, maybe we need less university scientists yeah. especially. These are the same guys right, that said we were. Would be, stuff up. We'd be ten foot underwater by now, right? That's uh, right. Yeah. Who, yeah. But seriously, are they are they around the faculty lounge with their their patched smoking jackets and their pipes going? <laughs> well, I, I think we should. I mean, really, since uh, Japanese quail are you know an interesting species, <laughs> I, I wonder how cocaine would affect their sex lives. I mean, and then what do you do? And that's the second question. What I have what, is, what do you do with the you, results? What do you do what, with the results? Where does do that go? Results. Once you pure, once you procure the cocaine. How do you get the bird to snort it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that's where the real money is, right there. Right? That's that's I mean, where the real. How do you, how do you uh, get the bird to? You know, yeah. and, and then what? You, you know, you put him in the cage with another bird. <laughs> do you follow, see what happens? <laughs> you got some I mean, little robes hanging with uh, I mean, maybe a smoke or a cigarette in the corner. <laughs> Unbelievable! I can see it now. They're stopping by the local off, you know, little little James Brown on know, the background. Mister <laughs> Police Officer, yeah, very very white, very Mr. white. Yeah. Mister Police Officer, can we can we just get a kilo of cocaine for what? Well, we got this bird study going on. I wonder what else they were studying. Seriously, oh bird yeah, study. a little light music for the uh, for the group. Unreal. That's right. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Um, you guys did not. By the way, here's another text. This is awesome. You guys did not realize that the 200 workers that they can't account for are from zip codes that do not have jobs or skills to work. Probably right. Absolutely right, Chris. Sorry about that. That's right. That's right. East side of Buffalo. Let's uh, welcome John in Buffalo. How are you, John? Hey, Mike and Glenn. I'm doing great. You know, I figure you guys were spouting out some uh, uh, statistics on the cost of the subway thing in New uh-huh. York. Yep, $500,000 per foot. It's out to be... <laughs> per foot, John, per foot. Not per mile or... 660000 per foot? Uh, five hundred thousand per foot. Yeah, about, about half a million per foot. Yeah. Okay, but the the, the second one they're going to work. That would be real abuse. Six hundred six would be real abuse. <laughs> yeah. Five hundred thousand. That'd cheap. be way over the line. Yeah, that's that's no. They're coming in under budget. But if th- three point six billion, the one that's going to be in the future. That's oh, that's yeah. That's going to be more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that'll be more expensive. That yep. foot, it's unbelievable. No, it's it's that's you right. can't uh, like. What else do you I say? I told you it got better. It can- what else do you say? And 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 by the way, they, you know, and and then we wonder, by the way, why states like California are, are so broke. desperate to go into the hardware stores and now you know find them because they don't have a permit for a popcorn machine, right? Like, that's where it, that's where it ends up. It's it's just crazy. I'm honest to God, this is a mob. When I grew up in the fifties, the mob predominated Western New York, and this this reminds me of the mob. I mean, right. Well, we don't know that they're not connected to this. Sure. I mean, there's 200 people that are getting paid to do something. We're not sure what. It's unbelievable. But you know, you're talking. Only the government, though, can take a job that calls for 700 people and hire 900 of them for the job. I mean, this is exactly why we say government needs to be out of all of these types of projects. They need to be out of solar panels. They need to be out of energy production. You know, they need to be out of. They need to have no energy department. You know, you had Rick. Uh, uh, what's his name? Rick Perry 
ran on a campaign of we need to eliminate these departments. He was absolutely right. And then in his confirmation hearing goes, well, I've since learned that the Energy Department does a lot of things. I didn't even realize how important they were. I mean, <laughs> that's your typical politician right there who you know, promises one thing and does the complete opposite to say, well, these departments are really important. There's very few Rand Pauls in Washington. Donald Trump is kind of one of them, fortunately, who realizes that the private sector is way more capable than any bureaucratic government uh, 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 department is ever going to be. And yet we, on both sides of the aisle, always cry for more government. It's amazing to me. There's no champion anymore of smaller government. Let's get government out of the way. Yeah. Because clearly, they, well, they won't even let up, cocaine, they, they, they won't even let a, a, somebody who's who's an advocate for the taxpayers on the panel, right? Like, no right. way. You're not a scientist. That no way you're out. It's that's, just a taxpayer advocate. That was yeah. what he was proposing. I, I know said, you're well, paying for it. We can't have non decide. <laughs> really? <laughs> Think I'm about that. I'm pretty sure a non-scientist can decide whether or not giving cocaine to quail is a good yeah. thing or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's the benefit of that study, seriously? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, I would love to hear the, the scientists defend that. Would love to hear that. It's unbelievable. But, you know, when Pelosi's comment about Trump and his comments about the animals. She's found God. Yeah, she's found God, yeah. right. Yeah, they've taken God out of everywhere, but she just found him. But what about the media? The media should be calling her out like you wouldn't. You think? We don't have a media. <laughs> we, don't, we, yeah. we have Pravda yeah. now. We have Pravda and we have Fox News. That's which, it. Which, be honest with you, is starting to go the way of Pravda too. I mean, if, unless they get rid of Chef Smith and, and they uh, and start cleaning up their act over there at Fox, they're not going to have anybody left watching them either, yeah. um, uh, because they're they're not they're you know they're, they're going down the same path. Champion, sadly, champion for women, Nancy Pelosi, <clears throat> champion, yeah. right? You know, speaking of Pravda, uh, Jerry Zaremski, he's the Washington correspondent for the Buffalo News. Right. This guy is a leftist. I read all his stuff. This guy is a leftist, and he. Chuck Schumer, to me, is despicable in a lot of ways. He has done more damage to this country uh, than most people and most uh, senators in our history. Stop buying that paper, John. Stop. Look at immigration. Stop buying that paper. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, stop. There's so many people that continue to buy that garbage, and and let's just. Well, the Buffalo News is laying people off now. They're, yeah, they're well, I hope I hope we continue to stop. I will never, ever, ever give them another penny again, ever. Ever the only time I see the news, and this is the truth, is if it's uh, if it's left here in the studio. Somebody leaves it in the studio every Saturday, and I pick it up. That is it. I will never give them another penny. I figure, you know what? They're left wing liberals. They should be giving it to me for free. But he, they should be redistributing the information for free. That's not fair. <laughs> Listen to this one, Zeri Zaremsky. He is such a leftist media guy. He, Schumer, does one thing right recently. He supported a Republican candidate for a federal judge position. Mm-hmm. Jerry Zaremsky ripped a new one out for Chuck Schumer. Even even Zaremsky, the leftist, can't support a fellow leftist, Schumer, who does something right. <laughs> yeah. He's different against the leftist agenda. It's unbelievable. Yep, unreal. An end, guys. All right, John. Thanks for the call, buddy. All right, have a good one. Who do we got up on deck here? Line one, Ray? Is Ray still there? I can't see anything. No? April's on the line. April on what line? One. And who's on three? Who's on first? Frank in Williamsville. All right. I don't so, know who's on second. So we're going to go on to Frank, and then we come back, we'll get April. So it's all April. We're gonna, April, by the way, ahead of our uh, our health care division and benefits division, and we're just going to learn a little bit about what's going on new in uh, in uh, the the healthcare arena. Let's, uh, but let's welcome Frank. How are you, Frank? Good. How are you? We're good. 
Hey, I gotta say the the, the uh, mutual fund store makes you guys sound like E.F. Hutton and like uh, I don't know Warren Buffett in comparison. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. I hear I hear a lot of um, money manager shows, money manager people, but one thing that they never really get into and explain. And I hope you can help me out here. Is with is the, the fee structure that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like most of them want to charge about a percent. Okay, which doesn't sound like a lot. But if you get a hypothetical million dollars, that's about ten thousand dollars a year, correct? Yep. If yep. you guys are willing and able, I guess. Do you just kind of outline the fee structure and, and like so you always you mentioned a lot about social security and estate planning things other than yeah great financial mind. How does that work as far as the fee structures go? That's a good question. That's a great question. We had a lot of great questions today. Yeah, yeah. Um, it varies, I guess, is the best answer I can give you. We do That's do right. a lot of fee-based planning, so we charge anywhere between 1% to 2%. And that may seem like a lot, but when we're doing planning on an ongoing basis, monitoring a portfolio, uh, doing six-month reviews, doing the financial plan, uh, we also have you know co- uh, the ability to do commissionable products, and there are certain cases where there aren't a fee, there isn't a fee-based option like life insurance for example that might be a solution for you that is a commission-based uh, type of investment sometimes for smaller accounts a commission-based investment is a better solution for you whether it be an a share or something along those lines um, we also offer additional services as you mentioned like social security planning and and uh, and uh, estate planning most of the time those consultations are free oftentimes we will do the Social Security planning as part of our overall financial plan, uh, also at no cost. Um, we do have the ability to charge an hourly fee for a financial plan, and sometimes we do, depending on the scenario and depending on the, um, you know, the the uh, the complexity of the plan. Let's say um, we have a department called 457 Shield, or really just Shield now, I guess. Obviously, <clears throat> 457 um, Shield does a lot of fee-based planning because it's a lot of intensive work up front to determine which benefit options to take and things like that. And then finally, you mentioned estate planning. Um, Most, again, the estate planning, the consultations are at no cost. But if we get into the creation of wills and trusts and things like that, then there would be a legal fee, which is not our fee, but that's the fee that's coming from uh, the attorney's office or internally it would be Tom Canavo Law or whatever. Is, you know, L- and let me just add to that, Frank. So when you're talking about a fee of 1%, we'll use, just use 1% as a – and I'm not saying that's our fee, but if, if it's 1%, right? A lot of times folks will say, well, it's 1% and the planner gets to keep that. And oftentimes the planner, yes, it's not a nonprofit organization, so the planner gets a part of that. But I know in our firm – we're taking a big part of that and we're using that to buy research through companies like Morningstar that we work with or uh, or platforms that we may work with. So custodians like Fidelity or Ameritrade or Charles Schwab, as much as some of these platforms will run commercials saying they're basically free, they're not. <laughs> and so a big chunk of that goes to you know expenses internally inside the portfolio. What you would have to decide is, you know, is it worth it for you to try to to manage the money on your own? And maybe, you know, maybe you could manage it for 25 or 30 basis points or a half a 1% as opposed to paying somebody the, the full 1% uh, and getting the advice and piggybacking on, you know, like for instance, with companies I said Morningstar before, that's just one tool 
that uh, we as a firm spend thousands and thousands of dollars with every year to try to you know help our our clients better their models and better their investment you know positions. So let, let me add one more thing to that, Mike, and I think this is important. And this is a Vanguard study I'm going to reference because Vanguard, you know, of course, is the professor of you know do it yourself and 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 you know put your money with us and just buy indexes. But Vanguard did a study a number of years ago, and I don't have it in front of me, of course, because I wasn't expecting this call, but they looked at folks that invested on their own versus folks that use an advisor. And what they found was is that although the S&P during the period of time that they reviewed did something like 11% on average, those folks that invested in the S&P themselves in the index that they offered had an average rate of return of something like 3.6% or something like that. Yeah. And you might ask, well, how is that possible? If they invested in something that was the index did 11 how is it possible that the because the fund should have done about the same, you know, minus a, a little tiny bit of, of expense ratio? And the reason is the timing uh, of the investments and the distributions and taking money in and out. What they found was people that didn't have a solid plan, whether they did it on their own or they did it with an advisor, were more apt to make adjustments at the wrong time, meaning that when the markets were down, they didn't have a sounding board to say, what do we do? And an advisor that can say, well, we have a plan in place. You're within your tolerance for risk. You know, we spend a lot of time and effort, not only up front when we start the relationship, but on an ongoing basis to determine what that comfort level and that risk tolerance is and what that threshold, you know, we'll call it a pain threshold is, so that we can make sure that we design a portfolio and a plan that's going to be comfortable for that client so they can sleep at night so they're not prone to making, you know, rash emotional decisions oftentimes at the wrong times that adversely affect their portfolio. And, and one, one final thing, awesome question, by the way, and I'll let you go. Um, you, whoever you decide to, you, if you do decide to work with somebody, you make sure they're doing reviews with you every so many months. I know I was in the office pretty late last night doing a review, Tom Canavo and I, Tom, part of our, our head of our estate planning department, and we were going through how the indexes have done in comparison to the model we're in, and we were trying to compare apples to apples because this particular client was in more of a balanced middle-of-the-road model, which meant they didn't have all their money in stocks. And so we were looking at a number of different indexes to say, hey, how did those indexes do and how did we do? And you know, was it worth it for you to pay us the fee? And of course, I, I well, I should say of course, but the answer was yes. After we went through all those numbers, so so you know, certainly, I I hope that answers your question. And is there any other other questions that you had before we let you go here? Just one quick thing: this yep. fiduciary responsibility. Right? Yep. Which they make it seem like you know, okay, they're on your side now because they signed a piece of paper, but. I mean, weren't they always on my side? I- you would hope, yeah. <laughs> you would hope. Yeah. <laughs> you would hope. But but that means that they have to act act within your best interest, which I know it sounds like duh, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, look, at you're talking to two guys who are right-wing conservative, small government believers, but I've been saying this for a long time in the financial industry. I think they've gone way too far, but I understand why it's highly regulated, because it was not regulated at all 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And when you say things like, shouldn't you be in my best interest? The answer is, duh, yes. But 30 years ago, people were not. And so... Uh, but but that rule says if you act in that capacity, which we do, we have to do what's in your best interest. It has to be disclosed, and you have to be able to have access to a report that says that. So that's right. Yeah. Hey, thanks Great for the question. call. Long and the same. If you need us throughout the week, folks, six three three fifteen fifteen. Can we take a real short break here? Real short break. We'll come back. April Hartloff. We'll talk a little bit of insurance, and we'll answer your questions. Uh, we'll pound the phone lines. Eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine three zero, and of course our office number six three three one five one five. Use uh, if you need a free consultation. 
Alrighty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Clem Wiggle, Financial Guys. Oh, that was a quick show. Quick show. Am I? Uh, this is the fastest two hours of the week, right? Yeah, now. it is real. But I, you know, I mean, sometimes it's fast. But today was fast, fast. I mean, really fast. Frank, were we that good? I mean, was that? Or? Yeah, it just flew by. Well, a lot better than usual. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Thanks. I, uh, <laughs> we'll take it. Well, Not the ta- fastest two hours for Frank, clearly. Uh, let's uh, go. I know we're going to go to April in a second here, yes. but I, I wanted to mention this to you real quick, Mike, because you know you've probably heard of the uh, President Trudeau up in Canada there, sure, announcing his uh, jobs program for ISIS. Yeah. Uh, well, the Governor Cuomo is in a similar fashion. Uh, just announced this past week a. $7.5 million in new initiatives to fight MS-13 on Long Island, right? So you think, mm. finally. Yeah. Here's what he said. With these investments, New York is sending a message loud and clear that gang activity has no place in our communities. But here's the deal. Amongst the $7.5 million is $3 million of that, almost half, will go to bolster youth job training and divert at-risk youth. So that'll work really mm, well. Yeah. Another, another $2.25 million available over five years for nonprofit agencies on Long Island to implement a Community Credible Messengers initiative. Uh-oh. Through the initiative, the Office of Community Partnerships and its regional voluntary agency partners will build collaborative community-based blah, 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 <laughs> So blah, the gang blah, member the blah, gang blah, blah, is going to get the but, literature, right? What's it, what are, the, what are you going to put a post? Waste. Posters up on the street. <laughs> How about this? How about $7.5 million yeah. to go directly to Long Island law enforcement? Yes, that's to exactly these right. Up and, and send them, them back, back to Wednesday game. That's right. Or lock them in a prison for the rest of their sick right. lives. Lock them How in a prison that? without cable TV, air Unreal. conditioning, and uh, the an best iPads. of the best, and an iPad. That's right. Lock them. Throw the key away, throw some for, rice under for, the door once in a while. $7.5 million for bureaucratic garbage. Garbage. And that is typical government right there. That's right. It up. Yeah, a joke. Uh, let's see again, April Hartloff, April head of our Employee Benefits Division at Financial Guys. April, how are you? Hey, Mike. Hi, Glenn. How are you? I know you're Good. running like crazy. Um, you know, a lot of new stuff. Always, you're, you know, that division, when it, especially when it comes to health insurance, it's changing all the time, right? I mean, new insurance companies coming into the market, leaving the market. You can't just let your plan just sit there, right? Exactly. The days of just letting it renew year after year um, is in the past. Plus, the plans are changing. There's new carriers. But I think what we're finding, a lot of employers are facing, it's, it's a huge expense. So they're starting to look at other options or they can't afford to offer the benefit. So our newest program that we just rolled out is telemedicine that we're offering our employer groups, but we're also offering an individual basis. So it gives an an employer an opportunity to offer benefit um, to an employee if they don't have health insurance or they're on a high deductible. They can go to the call for a doctor consult, zero copay, 24-7. The card also includes um, significant discounts on prescriptions and um, dental so we listened to our clients. We went out. We created this card. It's on our website. Um, they can call me. We can offer it on an employer paid basis. Or if you want to just pick it up individually, go to our website, thefinancialguys.com. Yeah, that, that program is called Teladoc, and it really allows you access to a doctor. And, you know, we've had folks that are using this that just, you know, I've got four children and I feel like I'm at immediate care every week and it's 75 bucks because, you know, Billy fell or, you know, and now they're just calling in, right? Saving all that money. 
saving that money, um, saving time. time. Now you don't have employee you don't have employees coming to work sick because they can call. Um, it's promoting presenteeism with yeah. the employer. I mean, there's a lot of factors when somebody is sick for an employer. There's a cost. Right. Um, they they taken a day off, right, to go to the doctor. It's a half a day. It might be a whole day. Well, now we're losing production. Yeah, and I'll tell you, from a cost standpoint, you know, as you said before, sometimes an employer maybe they are not in the position to be able to offer health insurance for everybody, but for ten bucks a month, they might be able to offer teledoc. Exactly, and give you know, give me a call. Let's sit down, and I can you know put together you know take a look at it, put together a program. Um, it can be you can offer an employer paid, voluntary basis, payroll to doc. There's a lot of different um, scenarios, so definitely give give us a call. And we can sit down. It's you know we listen, and like you said, Mike, there's a lot of new divisions, and the insurance division is one of the fastest growing divisions. And you know, is your clients have needs? Um, we we search the market out for it. Yeah, let yeah. me just say one last thing too for for April. I, our our small medium business owners they love April. We always get the feedback back that you know she came out. It's health insurance. It's not cheap. But she spent time with us. She explained the plans. And every single time we call her, she's right there. And I know you're always working. I'll call you on a Saturday just to shoot the bull about something, marketing idea, and you're on the phone with one of one of the companies. So that's that's awesome. And if you need yeah, April, 633-1515. Yep. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Thanks, April. All right, April. We'll see you it. Monday. we got some uh, cool new stuff coming out in the healthcare side as well. So stay tuned for that, the things that I think can save some money for employers and help them to streamline uh, some of the onboarding of employee process. So we'll talk about that in future shows. I know we're out of here. Yes. Kevin and Pendleton, sorry we did not get to you. He called late, and uh, we'll get you first up on deck next week if you call in. On behalf of Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, we're the financial guys. Look, place where money meets politics. We have a lot of fun with this show. Use us as a resource, 633-1515. Like us on Facebook. A lot of the stuff we talk about, we post to our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at FinGuys. Again, 633-1515. On behalf of Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, and uh, Nancy Pelosi, who found God this week, God bless, <laughs> and uh, have a great week.